Welcome back to the Opinionated Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Charles, joined my co-host, Biko. And it's been a while. Um, yep. Some stuff came up in uh, in life. Sometimes that happens. Um, but, but we're fine. Um, we're going to just get back to the regularly scheduled weekly program. Uh, we took about a four-week break. That shouldn't happen again. Uh, but even if it does, we hope you stick with us still. Um, so we're going to get straight into this episode. And we missed basically the whole month of March in March Madness. It is now the Final Four. The Final Four will be played Saturday afternoon and evening. Um, and the teams are Oregon State, Houston. That's one game. And then UCLA. And Gonzaga, right? No, no, it's it's Baylor and uh, Houston. Baylor, Houston, and then uh, UCLA, Gonzaga. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I named my bracket Cade Cunningham versus Ao Dumsunu is gonna be interesting, <laughs> and they they didn't play each other. Both of them got knocked out the round before that, so I don't know if I jinxed it or what. But I my bracket was horrible. Um. It was busted after day one. Everyone's was, or almost everyone. <laughs> if not day two, man, because there's there's no yeah. way anyone got past day two. Nobody got past the fir- nobody got past the first round. Um, with a completed perfect bracket. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should start this off. We have a list of about like ten prospects. A few of them are in college. Some of them from the G League, and what we think they can do in the NBA. So the projected number one overall pick and the number one guy on literally every big board, um, Cade Cunningham, point guard, yeah. big point guard from uh, Oklahoma State. What is he, like 6'5"? Six, 6'6", six, 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 something oh, like dang. that. He, he's okay. huge. He has a big bag of tricks. I think he can be really good. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I wish that Illinois and Oklahoma State, the teams that have Ayo Demanzu, and Cade Cunningham. I wish they matched up. That would have been a great game. That, yes, that would have been a great game. Or, I mean, if it wasn't, you know, still, you have the number one seed, Illinois, versus the number yeah. one pick in the draft. But, right. man, that would have been that would have been something. But, you know, it's I whatever, think, I guess. I think Cade Cunningham is expected to be something about how LaMelo Ball is playing out this season. And I think LaMelo Ball would be better. I I think, but that is the closest player mode in in today's NBA that I can think of. Cade Cade Cunningham is probably a better defender. LaMelo is a better playmaker, but they're both scorers. They both can get you a bucket. They run the point guard position, and they're big big guys for their position. I think he's going to be really good in a few years. Um... He could be a superstar. He has high potential and a good and a good, uh, pretty high floor in my opinion, barring injury. What do you think? Wait, wait. What do people mean when they say a high floor? Because I think that's like the bottom. Like, um. So a floor is like the worst you expect them to be. Like I don't right. expect him to be a bad player at all. Yeah. Same. I don't really see a world where he where he is where he is bad. The next guy, I see a world where he can be horrible or where he can be great. But yep. this, but Cade Cunningham, I don't see him being a bad NBA player at all. Yeah. 
I think he's just going to be a certified. So, uh, so okay, okay, I, I get it. So like a high high floor is like he doesn't. I mean, it means what it, you don't think basically. he's going to be bad. Right. So right. like, uh, somebody. Uh, so this player comes in. This is a fake player. He comes in. His ceiling is LeBron James, and his floor is Zach Levine. Right. Okay. He's not going to be a bad player, but he may not be that superstar guy. Right. Like like Ben Simmons is probably a better example. A, a f- ceiling of Magic Johnson, but a floor of... Who's a tall playmate? Uh, Ricky Rubio, right? He's short, though. But, but I, I know that's like yeah. the only person you could think of. That, that, like, that's just an example. Something like Sean like Livingston. That. Yeah, Sean Livingston. Great example. Um... But yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. But uh, the next player that like he's, he, I think he's the yeah he's the projected number two overall pick is Evan Mobley, from oh, USC. Okay. Um, you skip talk- someone, but yeah, I know, I, I know, I skip uh, Garza, but I know Mob- Mobley's second, so you know I want to talk about him first. But um, Mobley got to put on some weight. Yeah, that that's the first thing I think of when I see him. And, he's skinny. Yeah. They, see, they they made it to the elite eight, and I I, I watched that game. But he got bullied. He got bullied by Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy is the most annoying college basketball player in, he in college basketball. So after every he's he's like he's like in two K. You have that one guy who like he after every celebrates. shot just celebrates, and it's just like, bro, we get that you're playing good. You do not have to right. celebrate after every single uh, bucket that you have. Anyway, uh, yeah. USC got destroyed by Gonzaga, and um, Mobley he really played. He played terrible. He, he played. just got booked. Like he, he is a guy who probably got by a lot by being taller than everyone, and because of his height, he was just bigger than everyone. And in the NBA, that's not the case. And that the next guy we'll talk about. I want to talk about him next. Is very similar to that. He's gotten by his whole basketball career. By being the tallest guy, by being the strongest guy, but in the NBA, Evan Mobley, if he comes into the NBA like how he is right now, he is going to get bullied. Yeah, he's going to get bullied. But he college deep. Wait. Well, yeah, yeah, you can keep going here. I'll say like, because you're not facing. He's going to go to a Western Conference team. The top, the bottom three teams, or the bottom three projected lottery teams. I think. Um, I'm just going to say. The Thunder have, I don't know what picks they have, but they're probably going to be down there. The Rockets and the Timberwolves. Yeah. So I'm just going to say the Thunder, for example. If he goes to the Thunder and has to play Carl Anthony Towns three times a year, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy, Jokic. If he has to play Jokic three times a year, if he has to play Anthony Davis three times a year, nine right. games, he's getting destroyed. Right. But... I don't if know he, about destroyed. Well, I mean, this it'll be his first nine he, games. He's well, little. I mean, not first, but because because they're not gonna play back to back to back. No, he's not. I mean, he's skinny. He's not little. He's he, very he's, tall. He's he's but, not a big guy in NBA terms. Right, and, but I, I think I think we should. I don't think we should hate on him that much because you look at guys like Kevin Durant who were super oh, skinny no, when they I entered don't, the league. I think uh, if Mobley's gonna get by on this weight, he can't be a center. He can't. Okay. He's gonna need somebody. I think. I don't think. I don't see any way he comes into the draft like that because he's very. He's very talented. I do. But you do. Yeah, I, I, I could see him. 
Because I think his draft, I'm not talking about his height. I'm talking about his weight right now. If he comes into the draft, what is he like, 210? If he comes I don't. In, I don't know. He's he's not. He he does not weigh a lot. Like for if he comes into the like draft at two ten, his I don't. I think I don't think he goes number two. But yeah, I, I think he goes number two. But after he is, he gets drafted number two, someone's gonna be like, bro, you gotta pull on some way. weight. You gotta put on muscle. You gotta do something. I think he can right. do that. Um, he, so I, I think, think he's gonna do it in the off season. But yeah, that's yeah. a concern I have. I think yeah, I think he I think he can see that as well. I don't think that. Like he's blind to the fact that he right. doesn't. I'll you know, look up how much he weighs. He's not. He's not NBA ready in terms of, you know, weight. But college he's basketball. He's seven foot two fifteen. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, yeah, we said that like seven foot two ten two fifteen. But that's that's not a lot of weight at all. I. But he like he's skilled enough to be like uh, Pokasevsky on the Thunder. Um, he's seven foot, like two ten, exactly. Like he's like that. Um, like coming Mobile. into, is he? Yeah, is he? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like those type of players, those raw prospects that like have the height, but they don't have the weight, and maybe they're not center material. I think Evan Mobley, uh, even if he gets like a two thirty five, two forty, mm-hmm. um, I see him. I I think he could probably have a better future as a power forward. Okay. Um. And instead of like that traditional center guy, I mean, but even if he puts on that weight, you know, you, you gotta have like muscle, like yeah. So, I I, just, I don't like. I would I would say muscle. Like he has to have he has to put on that muscle. Like it, you can be yeah. you can be two. He's not gonna come into the draft fat. Yeah, no, you you can be two twenty though, and be really strong. You Let's know? see what is Bam out of bio. I think he's like six eleven. I'm guessing he's six two forty five. Six nine. Bam in a bio weight. Let's see. He's not skinny. Uh, Bam. Bam is like. He looks like he's all muscle. Yeah, I thought he's like two forty five or something like that. He's two fifty five. He's six nine two fifty five. Okay. Um. Mobley got to put on a little bit more weight for him to really be able to guard the centers. All right. So the next guy. Um is Luke Garza. Uh, he plays for Iowa. And uh, he's he's a guy who is just bigger than everyone, uh, taller than everyone. He's he's He scored 24 points, 24 points a night. Um, but I'm not sure how, how well that will translate to the NBA because he's he's very slow. Um, his, I don't know, like he has a post game, but against NBA level, uh, defenders, I'm not sure how much he, 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 how, how well he is going to play. So is he, is he good at passing? I mean, I wouldn't call him like a Jokic level passer or like, I don't think he's, he can pass the ball. Like everybody can pass the ball, but I don't think he's like. A passer, passer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think he's gonna be that a playmaker type guy. Like I don't really know how like how much that type of game like bully ball. He plays bully ball in college. Can you shoot? A little bit. Okay. Well, I mean that's good. At least he has a little bit of a shot. He he's not like Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, but Carl Anthony Towns is probably the greatest three point yeah. shooting center of all time. So it's 
he's an interesting guy. Like when we're talking about low floor, high ceiling, this is a guy I think about. Like I think he can be a perennial all star if his game really pans out. Um, but I also think he could just be out of the league in three years. Like, well, he, I yeah. think he's a big gamble, and some he's gonna need somewhere to grow. Um, maybe that could be Oklahoma City or the G League. I don't want to compare Oklahoma City to a G League team, but like that seems like a place where guys with like who just need to prove themselves. That's where they've been going, and it's been working out. So I think he just needs time to work out his game, and just be able be able to play. Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't know too much about him. I know he dropped thirty in a twenty point loss to Oregon. Um, so I think that's more of a team thing than him. He played re- he played pretty decent. Um, but I don't I don't really know too much about him. All I know is that he he looks like when he plays like if you say you say he's slow. Yeah, he's bigger than everyone else. He's like he's seven like a, seven seven one. 250. He's built like a Jokic, basically. 270. Like, he's big. So, he's built like a Jokic, but does he have muscle? A little bit, yeah. He has the, okay. he's defined. He, he's, he's a strong guy. Okay. But his game is based off his size, not based off his skill. All right. Well, I mean. If that makes sense. I think all you need is an NBA center. You need size. That's a little bit of an outlier. There's some centers that are really skinny, some that you know are but like have muscle. But but the, you see the top centers have a lot of yeah, muscle and they're and big skill. And, and that's skill. And, and they have skill. Um, I don't know too much about guards, but from what you're explaining to me, um, he, he's, he's a he guy. They give him the ball in the block and just say go to work. Yeah, I, I mean, but the guys who are guarding him are like six, six, eight, okay. six, nine. Don't really stand a chance. Okay, like he, he's just able to bleed them and and get him up, get him a point. I mean, well, that's good, but I mean, you can't really blame his competition. He's just going out there and, and balling. Um, yeah, but I don't know how it translates to the NBA. I think he's a polarizing I, player. I think he could be good. I don't think I don't think we should doubt just all NBA like all college centers because of the competition. I say they work with what they have, and uh, if you're dropping 30 in a college game, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a high floor, low ceiling, low ceiling type of guy. Okay, he's a very I, I, big gonna, example of that. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look him up, and I'm gonna look at some of his highlights. And I, I just don't think we should blame his competition. Like, we'll see how he does in the NBA. He sounds like he is built. To be an NBA player, like a solid NBA player. I'll tell you what his his uh, vitals are. Okay. Luca Garza is six eleven to seventy. He's he's pretty defined. Um, but if 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 you're gonna watch his highlights, it's gonna be him. He can shoot, like he can stretch the floor. So I think he can bro- provide. Um. He can stretch the floor and he can rebound the ball, so I think he can provide a lot of that. Okay. Um, but if that starts to like become a normality in the NBA, like all centers can space the floor and get rebounding, mm-hmm. I don't know how much more he adds past that. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. I need to see some highlights because I'm not. I'm not gonna make a take. Not you'll, knowing. S- 
You'll see him shoot a lot, and you'll see him post up a lot. Okay. And it lets you take take that from uh, that. All right. Um. Now we have another guy, Jalen Suggs, and I don't really know too much about Corey Kispert, uh. So I think we're just gonna talk about Jalen Suggs, but he's I think he's projected somewhere like the four or five range in the draft. He, him, Kuminga, and Jalen Green. He could like, go as high as number one. He no, could. I think he. No, 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 no. He could no, go like he could potentially. You could, at, like, you could see him at two in a good amount of places. I say it, he his range is from three to either five or six, but a lot of places have him at two. At two, mm-hmm. a lot of places have Evan Mobley at two. That's I have not seen Jalen Suggs. I've seen Jalen Suggs at third. At th- I've at seen three. him. I've seen him two, more commonly four. But it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to go to, especially okay. if if you don't see Mobley put on a lot of size. But I don't I don't expect that to be the case. Yeah, Jalen Suggs he he looks like someone who's ready to play he, NBA he, basketball. He's very NBA ready. Like he he might he looks like the best player in the draft to me. Like from what I've seen, Kay Cunningham he's really he's a really good player. Um, but if we're talking about defense as well, I don't know too much about Kay Cunningham's defensive game. But what I've seen from Jalen Suggs in high school and in college, he—he—he's—I I said this to Charles. He's—he played safety and quarter and quarterback in uh in in high school. That means two things: you can pass the ball really well, you can, can see read. the floor really well, mm-hmm. and you can get steals really not easily, but you have an advantage um, in, in getting steals. So that. I think his passing IQ and ability is like second to none in the draft, maybe. Uh, and uh, his his defensive ability, I think he could be a great defender in the NBA. He could be he could be a, a steals leader potentially in the NBA. I don't I, I don't know if I'm hyping him up too much, but from what I've seen, he just he's very fast. Um, he has he has a bit of a bag. He gets to the rim. He could pull up from from mid range. He has a decent three pointer. He just, I think he has everything that a team needs. So, um, yeah, I, I mess with Jalen Suggs. I think Suggs could be could be really, really good. Um, I think he's not the guy I see being the best player out of this draft. I think Jonathan Kaminga, um, at the end of the day, is going to be the best player out of this draft. But it could okay. very well be Jalen Suggs. I, he's another one of those high floor guys. Yeah. Based on what you like, he's gonna be able to read the floor. He's gonna be able to read the floor as a defender as well, which yep. is something you don't see too often. Um, mm-hmm. He's a high IQ player, and he, he he's a very he's a very good player, very NBA ready prospect. I think I think he can be I think he can be really good um, to a team that just picks him up. I hope I hope that a contending team trades up. Or has that pick, okay. like at like a four or a five to pick him up, because him on a not a great team. I don't. I don't. He I wouldn't really like that fit. I I, I I think so, but I think he would work a lot well on a championship contending team. When I think of Jalen Suggs and what team he can join, like I instantly think the Magic. The Magic will be in like the four or five range. I'm guessing, unless. But the, they're like um, in complete rebuild mode. I, don't, I know, but they're still gonna. I don't think they're gonna trade their pick though. Like they might need a point, a well, point guard for the future. But th- I'm saying that's what I'm thinking. I don't say he's gonna go to the Magic. When I think about a 
a team that is like the 14th seed that will I think will be in the fourth, like fourth, fifth range, maybe even third. I don't know if the Magic will be third, but um, him, Jalen Suggs. I think whatever team he goes to, I don't think he should go to, go to a, a contending team because of his place, how his play style is. I think he needs a few years on. Not a great team, but not a bad team. I think he, he can make the most out of what he has in the players. And I and when I think about the Magic, I, I, I think about, you know, Mo Bamba instantly. I think he could revitalize, like, I don't want to say revitalize his career, but he can get him easy buckets um, from his passing from his passing IQ and can be a great defender as well. I think I want him to go into a situation that Tyrese Halliburton has been in, something similar to that, helping a team get over that hump. Like, I'm, I haven't, I've watched, like, I'm very comfortable with, like, knowing what Suggs can do. Um, But, like, I see NBA-ready guys, when, when I think of an NBA-ready prospect, I think if he goes to a team like, like the Rockets, who are, or, like, like I want him to go. I don't know how that fits, um, based on their personnel. But like, a team in a position like the Kings or the Timberwolves. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like that in the East. Maybe like the like maybe like the Cavs. Like a team that needs someone to no, help them win. Not the Cavs. The Cavs have too. Like the Cavs. It seems like they have way too many guards. They they. I they want traded a couple well, of their big men. But. I'm not saying like the cat. I'm saying like a team that is trying to do some winning. I don't want him to be on a tanking team. Like, okay. Like when NBA ready prospects to me, I want them to go to teams that are looking to win. Right. That are looking to either advance to the playoffs or get home home court advantage in the playoffs, or even if it such happens like how Michael Porter Jr. Uh, was able to go to a team like the Nuggets. Um, I know he wasn't really NBA ready, but like DeAndre Hunter a few years ago went to the Hawks. Like the Hawks are trying to uh, push for a playoff and be- playoff spot. And before um, Hunter got injured, he was a big part in that. Like NBA ready guys like that, I think they should go to teams that are looking to get out of that spot to get a fourth overall pick guy. I know, I know, I know where he should go. All right, so. <laughs> The Timberwolves are going to have a high draft pick. It's going to be very hard to trade D'Angelo Russell, but I'd say if you know you can get Jalen Suggs, trade D'Angelo Russell. You don't have to get much for him. I say get a couple role players because D'Angelo Russell just is – he had that one good season, and then he's, he's kind of fell off due to injury and, you know, spacing and stuff like that. If you got Jalen Suggs in Minnesota, you know how many stories and the narrative that would surround that? Jalen Suggs being from Minnesota, going back to Minnesota, being with Anthony Edwards, Cat. Like, that would be a fun team to watch, I think. I think if they can get some good draft capital for um, D'Angelo Russell, maybe that's a good trade. Um, I'm very interested to see where he goes. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his. I like NBA ready guys. Um, I'm very excited to see him in the NBA. Yeah, I think he can be a very impactful player. I think he's like a Lonzo Ball that has an offensive bag. Lonzo Ball can shoot right now. I think he's like I think Tyler Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, 
is a solid comp for him. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at defense, and I'm looking at what Halliburton is a great defender. I know, but I'm looking at I'm looking at you know Jalen high Suggs. IQ guy. Uh, can read the fort offensively and defensively, can mm-hmm. get a bucket when you need him to get a bucket, NBA-ready mm-hmm. prospect. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton is kind of close. See, but... In my eyes. Okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think with Jalen Suggs is that if he goes to a place like the Timberwolves, he doesn't have to shoot the ball. His man, He can shoot it when he wants. You know he can make his shots. I think what the Timberwolves need... Move Anthony Edwards to shooting guard. That's fine. You got Malik Beasley who can, you know, hit shots. I think he's averaging like 20 a game right now. I think he just came off a suspension. Uh, you have Carl Anthony Towns. And then... You, I have a question I, for you about the Timberwolves. Sorry to cut okay, you off. Okay, here, here. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. So, you got Jalen Suggs, right? If you if you put Jalen Suggs on the Timberwolves, you do not need... I, 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 can't, I just said that. But what you would need from him is defense. You would need... Um, uh, a high basketball IQ, a high passing IQ, uh, and he can make the right plays at the right time. Because I think him and Cat would work out really well. He could kick it out to shooters like Malik Beasley. Anthony Edwards could do his own thing with, you know, whatever he does. Well, I mean, we know what he does, not whatever, but what he does. That team would be a really fun team to watch, and I think they would actually be a good team as well if they had Jalen Suggs. My question was going to be, do you think he can coexist with D'Angelo Russell? No. Like, do you just, think no. uh, he could either run, they could run a combo guard, a combo guard lineup, and move Edwards to the three? Um, probably have nah. Jaden McDaniels at the four and Cat at the five. Because I don't, no, I don't, I don't see like what that. they're getting back for D'Angelo Russell in this scenario where they I trade him. I don't think they need much. I think they need a couple role players. That's I think but that, a couple role players. Russell is so much pick. more valuable than that. He's no, but what he's done the last two years shows that he has not great value. He's he's not worth role play. Like what Question, role, hold up, hold what, up. what type of player are you expecting back from him? Uh I'm not sure. I haven't thought about that, but I'm if he's getting like, traded, he's not getting traded for Andrew Wiggins. You see okay, okay, okay. We we both know. I don't even need to ask this. The Warriors we both know won who that won that. Trade. Yeah, we both know who won yeah. that trade. But Cause I don't, he's not I gonna get the same can, He's not going to get the same return. Ish. No, I don't. It, you don't move. You don't move Anthony Edwards to small forward. You have two scores. He's do been that playing play. small forward. Anthony, okay, well then put him at small forward. Put Malik Beasley at shooting guard. Is, is what you're saying? Malik Beasley as a six man. Okay, but you don't put three guards. Well, I mean, you have Anthony Edwards who's like six five, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna work well together. I don't think D'Angelo Russell and, and Anthony Edwards. D'Angelo Russell and, and Anthony Edwards don't work well together. What? You have two score first guards. But why? You have two score first guards Sugg, that are not Suggs and Suggs and uh, I think Suggs could be like take the playmaking role and take a step back scoring wise. So then, what is D'Angelo Russell gonna do? Because he's he Score. usually likes to run point guard. So where would he line up on an offense? If we're thinking about an offense, who's bringing I, up the ball? Uh, Suggs. Okay. Well, it do depends on what you're pro- trying to do. Do, do you think D'Angelo Russell would have play? a problem with that? I think he would. It, it depends. Like, sometimes, like, Suggs could bring up the ball if he's trying to set up, like, a set play where Russell comes off a screen for the ball or Edwards comes off a screen for the ball. But, like, if they're just trying to get a bucket, you can have D'Angelo Russell come, bring the ball up the court. I don't think that's smart because, well, I mean, yeah, okay. But Jalen Suggs, I think, 
he should be there's no point guard slash shooting guard there's no combo guard that i'm thinking when i think of jalen sucks i think of a point guard who could facilitate who can actually facilitate not that not lightly facilitate who can who has a high pass IQ? That's what I Who I'm has great defense? Do. Who can lock up the opposing team's best point guard? That's exactly what I expect. Exactly. Yes, me too. And I think he should I be bringing the ball to... up. He should be. He should have the ball in transition, um, and he'll I, have I, the ball I, most I of the time in transition because of how he can turn the tide on defense. So I think I you run Suggs, Russell, Edwards. If if we're saying he's going to the Timberwolves, you don't okay. need a trade. You don't need to trade D'Angelo Russell. Suggs, Russell Edwards, and if if Russell really has a problem with that, if he become if one of them becomes like an issue, then you can trade him away. But I don't think just because you draft him, you just trade Russell away. But I, don't I think, think you see how think... it works, and then because there's no, there's no, like why 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 do it right away? Because it's not certified. Like you never know. How a player is going to turn out, even though he has a f- high floor, even though we say that, but he could still end up, he could still not fulfill your expectations. You know, you know how everyone says like basketball, like a mindset type of sport. It, it's like mental. It's a mental game, right? Right. Um, I don't think this is much, but you know, he, he grew up, uh, Who? Jalen sucks. He grew up in Minnesota. He right. went to Minnehaha, which is in Minnesota. Um, he, I think it would just be surreal for him to play for the Timberwolves because that like he's he's played on that court before, but um it'd be surreal for him to play like for his hometown team. So I think if you don't, I don't think you really need to bring that up. But I think it'd be it'd be cool for him to be home, to be surrounded by good energy, and um I think he'd be able to produce at a high level. But you need to get someone out of the way, and that's not going to be Anthony Edwards. You need to get D'Angelo Russell out of the way. For right him away. to really thrive, not I. I think maybe actually maybe yes. I yes. if, if it gets, I don't see I don't see Jalen Suggs being a bust. I see him I see him being an all star uh, an all star caliber player. And if the West is really stacked how it is, then he he might just miss it a couple of times because of how stacked it is. I, I don't know. All I, I don't know think Jalen they should Suggs, just trade him right after he, they draft him. I think he's he's an impact player like a Marcus Smart, but he can also like actually play. He I think he can do everything on the floor. You could do everything that you'd ask your point guard to do on the floor. I'm back. Hello? Can yeah. You hear me? Keep talking. Just keep talking. Okay. What did you ever stop? Uh no, I just I stopped like right before it came back on. I just said that um he okay. he he does everything on the floor that you'd expect. Okay. And I agree with you. I, I think he can be that player who can do it all. Um but with any prospect, it's never guaranteed. So I think you see how it works. Maybe at the if it's really that big of an issue, trade Russell at the deadline. This is all saying if he goes to uh, Minnesota, um, trade Russell at the deadline if it doesn't work out. Um, but I don't think you have to rush to do it because his value might actually go up by then, as opposed to what you can get from him at this off season. Yeah, I agree. Uh. I think we do you want to end end there. We we kind of went for like thirty minutes. Oh uh, yeah, well uh, here let me mention a couple of players, uh, a couple more players that declared for the draft were BJ Boston and Zaire Williams, two guys from Sierra Canyon, who kind of struggled. It was more BJ Boston that did, kind of struggled in that new college system. 
Um, but I think BJ Boston, he wasn't meant to go to Kentucky, and I think he'll be a really solid. I think he can be a really solid NBA player. Um, and because he was yeah. like really, he was supposed to go like top five. Supp- he yeah. was a top five guy. And if one bad season where the team was horrible and he just really didn't fit into our system, I don't think that should bring him to a second round prospect. Yeah, I think, I think Lake- he's going to be Lakers really good. You know, I think the Lakers might get him if they have like a have that like twenty seventh pick or something, or or third. I'm I'm guessing thirtieth because I, I think, I think he's going to become a steal. But he he's going to be a. I think he's going to be a way better player. But I th- I think that the Lakers. I think LeBron would have something to do because, you know, they went to yeah. Sierra Canyon or something, or they did, and both of them Zaire Williams. I, don't, I think Zaire Williams would go like top twenty, but in terms of BJ Boston. LeBron will do something. He'll pull some strings uh, to uh, to potentially get BJ Boston on the Lakers. I think he could do that. Yeah, I think he's gonna end up going a lot lower than what he should what he should go because of his college season. But he's a bucket, and we he's a great player. We've seen this in high school, so I I don't think team should really. I don't think he should be a second round pick. I think yeah. he's a lot better than that. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I'm back on that Lakers thing. I'm still stuck on that. Like, that would be really cool. Even like, but the college thing was that he, they had him coming off screens and shooting threes, and he wasn't like a come off screen type of guy. He was a, he was a guy that could create his own shot, who could, who could shoot NBA type three pointers, and Kentucky just didn't use him well, and but it. it We'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know. There there are a lot of great prospects in this draft, so we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, last two guys, Jalen, uh, Jonathan Kuminga and Jalen Green, uh, both from the G League. We talked a little bit about the G League ignite. I think they kind of fell off. Did they make the playoffs? I'm not sure, but they they didn't win, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. But they're both projected mm-hmm. in the top five. You are really high on Kuminga. I'm um, very high on Kuminga. I'm I'm sort of high on Jalen Green. Because I saw what he could do in high school. I saw the bag that he has, how he's really clutch, how he could lead his team back, how he could lead his team back um, into games. And he, yeah, I think he can be really good. If he goes to a team like the Magic, I think he could thrive um, because he'll be the center of attention and he'll be like their main focus. So I think he could become like a um, a Zach Levine type player. Like that's, I think that's his, that's his, that's close to what I'd say he, he'd be in the NBA. I want to see him go to the Rockets. The Rockets, yeah, yeah. Also, the Rockets. You know, that'd be that'd they be interesting. They need a they need a generational guy. They have a center, so they're probably not going to look at Mobley. So I think uh, Jalen Green or Kuminga is a, a good split, a good spot for a young guard or a young uh, wing to go. To yeah, and and someone and someone who has like that type of bag who could who's like a score first type of guy. Uh, Kuminga or Green, you could put either one of them on the Rockets. You could run Kuminga anywhere from shooting guard to power forward, and mm-hmm. he could he he'll thrive. So, uh, yeah, it it, it I, I think it does matter because we don't know what these pros what these prospects will turn out to be. But uh, I'm 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 really high on Jalen Green. I, I I like his game. I really liked it in high school. I followed him in high school. But you know, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. Uh. I think a lot a thing about going to the G League it makes you a very NBA ready prospect. Yeah, it's gonna really help Kuminga and Jalen Green and the mm-hmm. other guys who um 
declaring for the G League instead of, you know, doing college. But, like, they have a, a guy, they had a guy on their team, Jarrett Jack, who has, who was in the NBA for a while right. and, like, was a starting point guard in the NBA. Um, and he was able to teach them a lot. He, right. he was able to grow them, as, grow them as players and give them NBA knowledge and show them firsthand that some a bunch of college players won't get to experience. And I think that's going to be really important in how their career turns out. Yeah, at I least agree. in the in the early years. Yeah, that yeah that yeah I, I totally agree with that. You know, one thing before we uh, move on to NBA stuff. I hate rookie duties. Like seeing pl- rookies have to go through rookie duties. I think it's funny. It, it's funny, but like I would, if I were an NBA rookie, NBA rookie, I wouldn't want to buy Chick Fil A or Dunkin' Donuts for. But as soon as the you become guys. a superstar, or as soon as you become a vet, boom, make them do it for you. No, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. I I, I think I, I. It's just me as a person. I'm not having a rookie do my stuff. I can do my own stuff. It's but, like as a parent. Like, uh-huh. you know how parents make you do chores and stuff? Yeah. Uh, but when you're a parent, or if you choose to become a parent, you're going to make your kids do chores. Because it's just easier that way. So I mean, for most parents, yes. I know a couple people who don't make their kids do chores that I know. But, yes. But, yeah. You you get what I mean. Yes. But, it, no, it's not like that. I don't think, it's, I don't think that's a good comparison. Because they're not their parents, man. Like, I remember... Um, Scott Skiles, this is like in the nineties. He he was like a he was a dude on the Magic. He actually had a thirty assist game, um, one night. But he he like told Shaq to do something, and Shaq was like, "I'm the superstar. Y'all can't tell me what to do." And he didn't he didn't have to do rookie duties. But players That's like Shaq, Le- I mean, but players like LeBron and Chris Paul in them had to do rookie duties. So That's a you thing know, Derrick Rose really goes through. Yeah, but it's just like man. Come on, it, even if you're even like like if if someone gets drafted to like the Rockets or something and their team is not that good, oh that, yeah, I don't think they should be allowed to be telling rookies what to do. But like Matisse Thybulle really kind of like showed how it was in the bubble. Uh, yeah, yeah, he um, he had to do rookie duties. I saw he like, got like Chick Fil A like for that, everyone. That stuff like makes sense. Okay. Like he had he has veterans on his team. He has guys who are like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what to do. Um, but, like, maybe if, like, you're that guy, if you're that guy and your team is, like, actually bad, like, actually really, really bad, I'm not yeah. letting you tell me what to do. Yeah, I think, yeah, and, and the Rockets, well, no, what team is really young? The Thunder are really, a really young team. They have, well, no, Al Horford's yeah. not going to be with them. So, who's telling, like, yeah. if you have a, a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid. Shay, Shay's telling them what to do. No, She's I'm like, not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not listening to a 21 year old uh a guy if i'm if i'm like a Jalen green guy i'm like bro you're like two years older than me i could be your brother i could boss you around um but yeah rookie duties sometimes sometimes they get on my nerves sometimes it's just like whatever but yeah it's just a part of the game oh yeah hmm. all right um so nba talk finally 40 minutes in um the MVP race. So, this is the Kia MVP ladder. Number one is Jokic. Number two is Lillard. Number three is Harden. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'll say this. I have Harden as my MVP. Okay. I try not to account for, like, injuries too much against the player. Because, like, 
that's so devastating. Just because you got an injury and you're out for 12 games, that shouldn't take away from how impactful you were for the rest of the season, especially if they choose to keep up that act. So like LeBron and Embiid, I'm not gonna take too much too I'm not gonna take too much away. Um the 76ers were solid. They were they kept they kept pace without Embiid. They fell to the second seed by like half a game. Um but Embiid is gonna come back on Saturday, which might be the day you're listening to this. Um but like I'm not sure how much I'm not I, I don't want to take too much away from that player. Like, they, they put in the work. They put in the work all season long just to be at where they're at. And to take that away from them is so demoralizing. It's like, did all the work I put in not count? Right. And I think they might fall off a little bit. Um, But, like, a guy like LeBron or Embiid, Embiid's missed 15-ish games this season. And 15? if he... Yeah, he I think that so. Much? Dang. He missed 12 due to this recent injury, which was okay. two and a half weeks. That's like um, 12. That's okay. Okay. All right. And there is a 72 game season. So I said, uh, if he plays 55 games, I think that's enough for him to get MVP. Nah, nah. Not, if not, he's, versus, if Harden. He's, not versus Harden and Jokic. I say, well, I'm going to give my MVP ladder right now. I'll give my top five. Okay. My number one is James Harden. My number two is Jokic. My number three is Embiid. My number four is LeBron. And my number five is Lillard. Dang, you got LeBron over Lillard. I, I said, I don't want to take too much away from an injury. But LeBron's going to be It depends missing, on... Look, I'm telling you, LeBron's missing more time. He's, how he's long missing, is LeBron going to be out? I think he's going to be out at least three more weeks. Um, that's what I'm guessing. Two how many? That's 15 games. If he misses no more time, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I said... I'm not taking too much away from Embiid if he if he can keep up his dominance. Right. Well, I mean, I I, I just think well, I mean, I don't think Embiid's playing at an MVP level, and it sucks that he got injured. No player should be getting injured. Um, it it, it just happens in the NBA. But uh, if, if, if if somebody if Embiid can really kept, when, let me let me let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. If Embiid, um, if he if he kept playing and as you said, played seventy games and dominate and dominated and kept up that pace that he was at. He he'd be the MVP, in my opinion. But uh, unfortunately, you have a guy, uh, you have James Harden, who's putting in forty point triple doubles night in and night out, like it's nothing. <laughs> it, it, it just like when I see like James Harden, oh, he has forty points, fifteen assists, and like ten rebounds. Like I'm not surprised at this point because I know what he's capable of, and I think people just started to talk about him being the MVP, like. Like right when he said I'm the MVP of the league, like I wasn't really thinking that James. I had Harden him before be. that. Well, yeah, I had him in like my top five, but you know when I realized like man, Durant hasn't played um, in a long time. Irving, he's been there, but you know you have James Harden, you have uh, that Claxton dude. That dude yeah, is actually Claxton. really solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he he's better than Lamarcus Aldridge and, ba- and Blake Griffin. People yeah. need to be talking about him more. Um, but you got Claxton, you got Aldridge. I mean. He played. He played pretty decent in his first game, um, but Harden and Claxton and Jordan's been losing minutes. DeAndre Jordan, but Harden. It, it doesn't matter who's who's on the floor. Like I looked at that Pacers game that where he had like forty points, fifteen assists, 
and like nine or ten rebounds. And Kyrie and KD weren't playing in that game. And I think that was like a week ago. But uh, still, it, it was just like, bro, this this kid or not this kid, this man is playing like an MVP and is not getting enough credit for it. I think I, having him three on an MVP letter right now is disrespectful. Yeah, it's, I mean, but that's like a that's like a power ranking. He's like building himself up. Like you're not just gonna put but him at one out of. He's been dominating for the past three weeks, and right. and even past that, he's been the one consistent guy from the Brooklyn Nets, like out of their big three, um, one consistently in and out guy for them. And it's gonna suck that they're gonna take away votes because of his five game. Excuse me, his five games with the Rockets, or like the five games. Like say five games that he missed or whatever, how he kind of. Why is the Wi-Fi so bad? The most valuable player for the Brooklyn Nets this season. And the Brooklyn Nets have been amazing. Why is the Wi-Fi so bad? How Harden has played, and because Harden has been so amazing for the Nets, and how he's been able to keep them up there. Because if they didn't have him, I don't know if this season would just be a wash for the Nets because KD's been out for a while, and I think there might be a something severely wrong um and irving he's been in and out with some personal reasons and whatnot right Right. so uh i think harden has to be number one at this point i mean yeah right Jokic has been doing amazing and the addition of what's his name uh aaron Aaron Gordon gordon is gonna help push them up in the western conference and if they can solidify a top two spot or even the top spot now that the Lakers are falling out of that race, um, I think he has a really good shot at it. Um, I want it to be an Eastern Conference guy. I'm I'm pulling for Embiid. I'm not sure if it's gonna happen, but I hope he can get an MVP. He was having he was playing outstanding, out of his mind. Um, not many people expected this big of a season from him, and it sucks that he had to get injured. Um, but I've seen people say he can come in and dominate, but it has to, Harden has to slow down and he has to outplay Jokic. That's what I've heard. They have to have Harden slow down and he has to be significantly better than Nikola Jokic for him to be that guy. Yeah, I think Harden is first. I have Jokic second. Um, I have Lillard third. I have Embiid fourth right now. And uh, I don't even know if I have LeBron. I have Jimmy Butler fifth. So, yeah, that's that's my list. I don't know where LeBron is, but he it seems like he just he he's not playing like an an MVP. He's very valuable. He's a he's a valuable player to his team clearly. But when he plays, he's 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 not putting up that those like performances that he usually would like in the playoffs because he's coasting. Before his injury, he was coasting for the playoffs. Um, so I think he was if, dominating when he was coasting. Well, I mean, yeah. So, like, think about when he, if he wasn't coasting, you know, right. like there was there were some games where it was like, bro, you you gotta be you gotta be more like you gotta be in attack mode, like putting up nineteen points and eleven assists, ten rebounds, like that's that's I was like that's cool, but you know, you could be more dominant theoretically. But yeah, yeah. I have him, I have him like six or seven. I don't know, I don't. Yeah, I'd have him ahead of Curry. I but, would have Curry six and then Butler seven. I got I got Butler. Uh, Butler has missed a lot of games. He, Butler he, and Embiid due to, due to the curve. same amount of time. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I have I have Butler fifth, but I have um, 
uh, my top seven, which is kind of where it should be at. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anybody. I don't think I am. Oh, a, a Utah guy would be eighth. I would. I don't know who 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 you want to put in there, but give a Utah guy that, and Chris Paul would probably be my nine. Um, so Harden, Jokic, Embiid, Dame, LeBron, Curry, Butler, a Utah guy, or a Utah guy probably above Butler. Oh no, Chris Paul. no. They're the best record in the NBA. Give them some credit. Neither one yeah. of them. They're a team basketball. They're, like they play team basketball. Like they're like a team oriented style. Team. But still, if, that if shouldn't take. And they're uh, Rudy Gobert has probably been the most vi- one of the most valuable defenders yes, this defenders, season. Yes. In terms of um, interior defense, yes, definitely. But he's a great team defender as well. He he helps that. So yeah, adding to my case that team defense is like the all team, right. Put him after Chris play. Paul. Put him after Chris Paul. Put Chris Jimmy Paul Butler. Butler. No, put no, 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 no. Uh, my seven would be Chris Paul, eight Butler, nine Gobert. Because I was thinking Mitchell, but I would probably put Gobert in my MVP list. Dang, bro, you got wow. That, that's that's it. You're you're thinking more MVP. I th- I still think a lot MVP because why would you have Jimmy Butler there? I mean, he's putting up great stats. He's putting up like. Eight, eight assists a game. He's putting up like LeBron numbers, um, numbers keyword, uh, and he's been very valuable to his team. And I, I did talk to you a little bit about this. Um, he he is like just not comparing him to anyone. All right, he's a great player. He's he's a great player. Yes, he's very impactful. Like let's not compare him to anyone. Um. Before he like when he had COVID, I think yeah he got COVID and he was out for like ten games. The Heat, even with Bam Adebayo, um, the Heat were they were like the third worst bad. defense. They, yeah, they were terrible. They were the third worst defense in the NBA. They were probably a terrible offense as well. And uh, Robinson, Duncan Robinson was struggling. Hero, he wasn't playing his best ball. He was, like, injured um, half of the time. And the Heat just got off to a really slow start. They were, like, the 13th seed. But and but we should preface – I should preface this okay. because All the right. 13th seed in the Eastern Conference is only, like, three games out of the 10th seed. Well, yeah. So well, we shouldn't I mean, but throw then, around but then 13th the Heat... seed like it's terrible. Okay. But it was, it was terrible, though. Don't lie. It, it is, was but terrible. there's only like really an eight-game difference between 6 and 13. 6 and, and that's 12. And that's, that's a big difference, Charles. Eight Let's, games. Like, if you're a six seed, if you're a six seed, you're a six seed, you're not – most of the time, you're not – well, you could actually. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm going to – I'm going to – uh, six is nine and a half. Twelve is 16. So, what is that? Uh, that's thir- like seven. That's seven. Seven games out. Yeah. Seven. Fourteen is seven games out. But that's still remarkable. Leading your team to like the fifth, yeah. sixth, the fifth. Wait, season. how bad did they get to? I thought they only got to ten. They got to thirteen. They were terrible. Oh, okay. But um, but but when Jimmy Butler came back, he's 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 you know I think he's just he's that impact guy, and I think he could lead the Heat. The Eastern Conference is way better this year than it was here. Let me scoot up. It was way better this year uh, than last year, clearly. You know, the bubble situation was crazy. Um, but he I, – I don't know where that he can go. I don't know their ceiling because I've said I, I've said as high as 
the Eastern Conference Finals. But sometimes I think, bro, they could lose in like the second round. I think they could get out of the first round, but they could. It, it depends on the matchup, but they could lose in the second round. We need so. to give Chris Paul and Devin Booker some love in the MVP race. What are they? The second seed right now? They're the second seed by two by two and a half games over the Clippers. Um. Three and a half over the Lakers. I don't think we should bring up the Lakers. They don't have LeBron or AD. Three and a half. Well, three and a half over the Nuggets then. Okay. So, and they're making pace. I said, I said, last episode, which is like a month ago, I said I want to see Sun Sixers finals, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns came out of the West. I'm gonna stand by that argument. Of course, you said the Sixers in the East. But this but. was this was before they made a lot of a lot of. Uh, moves we'll get into those uh very soon um but uh i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if the nuggets or the suns made it out of the west me neither but i wouldn't I, be I, surprised at all i i just and i, I, I would i can't go against lebron bro i can't go against Le- playoff Bron and ad re- fully I, fully fully load managed bro, but that's the I, thing I can't go are they are is ad gonna be is ad gonna be healthy yeah, he's 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 extendedly load managed. I think his ankle is a good ninety eight percent back to. If know. if that's what if that's the case, then yeah, sure. But like, if because Kevin Durant, I have no idea what's going on with oh, him. Oh, he's getting load managed. Really? Yeah, load management. Yeah, that it's clear. It's clear he's getting load managed. I mean, it was in the same area where his Achilles injury was, so. Oh. Well, they, I, well, it was but, a calf strain, and he, and Achilles, he, uh, up at at first they said his Achilles injury was just a calf strain. I'm not saying he reaggregated it, but like I'm not entirely sure how well he is. The Achilles is like the calf strain is like okay, I know what a calf strain is. I I I I struggle with my Achilles, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I, okay, I see what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, he could have reaggravated it, but I think he's gonna load manage. AD is getting load managed. LeBron has a boot on right now. He might have taken it off, but uh, yeah, he had it on last night or whenever yeah. they last played. So he's he's you know they're making sure that thing is good uh, come playoff time. So I think LeBron will miss um, at least three more weeks. I thought he was he could come back in like two or three because that's what he does. Like he be spraying he be spraining his his uh he be spraining his ankle and come back the next night and drop a nice twenty six point triple double. Like that's just what he has done. Um with the Lakers last season. That happened a lot last year. Um but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how LeBron comes comes back and uh we'll see if if AD and LeBron perform at a high level in the playoffs or when they come back. Yeah. If the betting odds are if the betting odds are in your favor, I'm gonna look up uh NBA championship odds. Um championship odds. Because you think Harden will be good in the playoffs? Yes. You think you think so? I I think if he, if I, he has I, two guys around him, I can't. I don't think I don't see him being bad. Okay, because I, I I don't know. Like with the playoffs, he he has you know. He hasn't been able to be the number time. one guy in the playoffs. Right, you're right. Because well, I I think we get like us NBA fans get too caught up in the moment. Um, because if we look at Harden's previous years without, well, I, okay, I see what you're saying, but if we look at Harden's previous years. And we look at what he did in the regular season versus playoffs. I think he'll still be good in the playoffs, but will he struggle in a couple games? I think he'll struggle in a couple games. Will he be better than he usually is? I think so. But, you know, it's something to think about, I think. The the Phoenix Suns odds to win the championship 
are plus twenty two hundred dollars. So I think that means if you put on. So what does that mean? If, I think other that teams? means if you put down a hundred dollars, you get twenty two hundred back. So what do you, what, what does that compare to to the rest of the teams? Like uh, rest of the, the Brooklyn NBA? Nets are plus two forty. The Lakers are plus three hundred. The Clippers are Dang. plus five fifty. That's that's wait wait. So the Clippers are like the highest, right or not? No, you want to be low. You want to be oh, in the negative. Okay, okay. Negative means you're like the favorite favorite. Okay. Uh, so that. plus two forty is the net. So they're the favorite. Okay. The Lakers are plus three hundred. The Clippers are plus five fifty. The Jazz are plus eight hundred. The Bucks are plus nine hundred. Um. The Sixers are plus eleven hundred. The Nuggets are plus twenty two hundred, and the Suns are plus twenty two hundred. Okay, let's and put let's put that into perspective. Um, so that's a twenty two to one chance of making it. So the Sixers are, they 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 they've played um pretty well for the most part without Embiid, but they don't have their MVP center. The They're Lakers have don't have tomorrow. I know, I know, but still, the Lakers don't have LeBron and AD. Uh, so let's put things into perspective. Just because they're the Lakers are three hundred right now, and the Sixers are like a thousand a hundred right now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they're gonna be the same when it like before the playoffs. Like it, this isn't that like it's like the power rankings. The Lakers are nowhere near the top five of the of the NBA power rankings. Uh, right. You have I don't know who's in the power who's in the, at the top of the power rankings. Probably but I know the Nets. You got teams like the Suns. The, the uh, jazz, the, the jazz, yeah. You you got teams like those, so um, we gotta put that into perspective. The Sixers aren't even in the top five of the power rankings right now, so uh, yeah. I wanna, uh, I I'm gonna give, I I shouldn't be doing this, but like, if I were to be giving betting advice right now, I would. This is the Western Conference odds I'm looking at right now. Put down something on the Nuggets or the Suns, because yeah. I think it. To, to win the Western Conference, not to win the finals, to make it out of the Western Conference, there's injury concerns with the Lakers. I'm not sure what's going on with the Clippers because Paul George just got injured. I don't think it should be that big of a deal, but it's a, you could gain $1,100 off a $100 investment. I don't think that's that dumb. Uh, I mean, I think I have, I, I, I have I faith I have, I in the that's... Nuggets and the Suns. I think that's pretty. I don't think that's. I have faith. Oh, let's talk about Drummond. Let's talk about Drummond. Oh, okay. Wait, before b- before that, I don't I don't think it's wise to put any bets down right now. <laughs> like, don't put Why? a bet down for the you Western can get Conference. Get the most profit. Don't. Okay. Okay. Then do it. Then. Okay. Fine with me. If it were up to me, if I if I had money, right? Um, I mean, if well, I had a yeah, hundred dollars had... to sports bet right now, I'm betting on either, I'm betting fifty on the Suns, fifty on the Nuggets to make it out of the Western Conference. I'm not going to do that because I, I I just look I look at the West. I'll do something for the East. Like I'll put I'll put some down on the Nets. Like I'll put some but down on the Nets or the Sixers. That right? doesn't net you a lot. I know, that's but still, if thing. I put some on the Sixers, what are they? A thousand, eleven hundred plus five, plus five hundred out of the West. I, Bro, out of the I will East. take. I'll take five hundred dollars still. Yeah, I'll that, take that's. It. I think that's smart as well. But but still, I I don't. I mean, of course you do, but I don't. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on the Western Conference right now. I do it like right before the playoffs. Um, I bet on a surprise team to come out of the Western Conference. Don't I bet, bet on I, a. A no, strong team, right? D- not right now. Well, not right. Yeah, not right now. No. Not but right I'm, now. If we're talking, come see, playoff biggest, time. The, yes. The biggest yeah. factor. The biggest factor is AD and his health, and I think the Lakers are taking care of that. I think. I think honestly, you're overreacting. 
to Anthony Davis and his Achilles stuff. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, and, and that I know I I understand that. There's a I'm, concern. There's a concern, but if you're resting this man 80 for what has it been? It's been like six it's weeks, been two over months. A, it's been like six, six to eight weeks. Yeah, that's already. that's good. That's good. I and I think he's it doing was workouts supposed every to be day. Four weeks. It was supposed but, to be two to three weeks at but first. It's load management, Charles. It's load management. Is he's, it? Yes, they're putting him back into not that form, but they're making sure that his Achilles is okay. Where did like, you see that? No, I can tell it. Oh, we know it's low management, bro. You're not, you're not, you don't have an Achilles strain and miss, and it says you missed three weeks. That's the original MRI. It said he's missing two to three weeks. Um, when players have injuries, you get like a, um, you get a, you get a test or an MRI. Yeah, but I, that's I what we thought about with Kevin Durant at first. Yes, he's getting low managed as well, no, bro. No, no, when, yes, when he, when he tore his Achilles, when he oh, tore his Achilles. Oh, well, that was a calf strain at first. Yes, the calf strain. See. That, they and that's said the it thing. was a calf strain, but it was an Achilles the whole time. It was? Yeah. It looked like he was grabbing his calf when he uh took that shot, but it it was an Achilles like the whole there was an Achilles uh injury. Well, I mean that makes sense, but and I don't think he should have came back so at it, all. But I but don't think but, it, really but look at it, look at it, look at it like this, granted. Charles. Charles, look at look at it like this. If Durant just didn't play the rest of the playoffs, has the whole offseason. Next this season year? No, no, no. Last year, when he had the, um, uh, when he tore his Achilles, well, when he had that low calf strain, he, you could tell. I don't know if you could tell he was one hundred percent, but he had a high chance of reaggravating it. I think that's the same with AD. He can come back in two to three weeks. He, I mean, he, he probably could play right now, right? If the original MRI says two to three weeks, it just wouldn't be smart for him to play. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not smart. So they're resting him longer so that it gets one hundred percent. That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I just I want to see more from from what the Lakers organization has to say, and like I really I want to know. They don't need to say what anything. What the fa- what the facts are. They don't need to say anything. I make a decision. Like yeah, these are my championship. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, I agree with you. But I don't think they need to make. The, I don't think they need to say anything. Deal with it internally, and then when he's ready to come back, when he's a hundred percent. Just be like he's coming back tonight versus whatever team, or he's coming back by playoff time, or he'll be fine by playoff time, or you, you don't need to say he's even low management. We we know that's there's Charles. Come on now, there's some form of load management going yeah, on with there Anthony is. Davis right now. I'm I'm there's some and there also and there's some form and there's fear and not even P, not PTSD. There's some fear when it comes to Kevin Durant with his calf strain, like. I have more questions about Kevin Durant than I do about Anthony Davis. Yeah, I do, I do as well. I do. I'm not. I'm not really worried about. I think Anthony Davis is gonna be okay. I just before I'm like, yeah, because the Western Conference is probably in most fans' eyes, people have different opinions on what's gonna happen with the Western Conference. Yeah, than what's gonna happen with opinions. the East. Um. Yep. So. Uh, before I can lock in the Lakers, are like, yeah, that's why I've been riding with the Suns for the past month and a half, um, because I there's uncertainty. There's I'm not riding with the with team. The I'm not riding with anyone in the Western Conference right now. There are, Chris there are teams Paul that look is really one of well. my favorite players. Um, okay. I'm rooting for him. I don't think it's dumb uh, to just put money on them. Because you can make so much of a profit, you don't even have to put up that much money. But put down ten dollars, you can make back a thousand. Okay. Make back, make back a hundred more, if if it turn if it if it turns out. And if not, you're just losing ten dollars. Right. So, I don't think it is absolutely dumb. 
um to to bet on the Suns. Well, um, I I just think just wait. I'm not riding with the Western Conference team right now. The Eastern Conference, I I, I really like the Nets, but I'm not riding with them either. I, I need to see them with I need to see them with KD, man. I want to see them um, at full strength, and I want to know what's going on with KD. Yes, I want to see how Harden. I want to see if Harden could perform at an MVP level in the playoffs with two other stars sharing the ball with him, and then you, a bunch of uh, really solid role players. But, Are the fully healthy Sixers better than KD and, uh, I mean, better than Kyrie and Harden Nets? Uh, I say... Are the fully healthy Sixers better than the Nets without KD? That's probably the better way to ask the question. Okay, okay. Um, it, That really depends. I, I that's And that's so tough, because if you I look at it based are, on a... If you look at it based on a... Bead. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. If you look at a matchup standpoint with... Like if with the Sixers, Embiid, you, who's guarding Embiid? Claxton. I mean, he's pretty decent. He's good, uh, but he has really nice hair. But I don't know because the Sixers, the Sixers down. have two guys, two great defenders that they can throw at two out of the three. The yeah. issue is when they have full strength, when they have three guys, you're gonna have to rely on Danny Green on probably Kyrie Irving. And that's where things get interesting. But you have Matisse Thybul and Ben Simmons. They don't even play at... Matisse like that. Yeah, they do. Like that. Like... He's been getting more minutes now. Okay. okay. Because but... he started to be good on offense, to be solid on offense. I think I think the Sixers should have done something with like getting rid of Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard can't great. thrive without LeBron. He's been great. He has. Yeah, he just dropped. Well, like... I've seen. He had nine. He had twenty and fifteen and two blocks last night. Dang, bro. I didn't even know that. Uh, because well, they I, traded I was... away Tony Bradley, which was probably really okay. dumb. Because okay. without Embiid, we needed a backup center. Okay. He's, well, he's been great this season. Well, okay, yeah. okay. Um, So, we look at it We look at it on a matchup standpoint, and I'd, I'd say the Sixers. But, but if, with, if, with, if we at, look at, at full it. strength, the Nets are scary. Even yeah. with two guys, they're scary. But at yeah. full strength... <laughs> That you're gonna need a miracle. You're I mean, gonna need a miracle. Unless you're Lakers, but no, out of the East. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. East, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, no, 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 no. What the heck? No, but um, who are you? Th- what from the Lakers standpoint? Who are they putting on? Uh, putting on. Uh, what's his? No, who are they putting on? The three of them. What are their three guys that they're throwing at? Okay, the so three? so you have LeBron on. Uh, you have LeBron on Harden. Uh, if if I were the coach, this is what I'd do. But okay. realistically, realistically, you have. Uh, I, I think they're gonna play more of a zone than a what, man okay. defense. But okay. if you're if you're looking at matchups, um, you have you have LeBron on either Harden or KD. I'd put him on Harden. Uh, you have Anthony Davis on uh, Kevin Durant. If we're doing a matchup based thing, uh, you have Drummond or Harrell. I'm guessing Harrell. On uh, you have him on Claxton, uh, because Claxton. No, I'm talking about just. I'm talking about just the big three. I oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. So just the big three. 80, 80 on Durant, uh, LeBron on Harden, and the the liability is, uh, Schroeder on Kyrie. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've said for. I've said. I've thought to myself. I haven't really said that much for a long time. Anthony Davis. He 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 had the he had the potential. To, and he still kind of does to be one of the greatest, mm-hmm. like a top ten player of all time, but 
He has if, the if skill to do it. Yeah, if we're talking about if we're looking at like a matchup, if I don't think NBA teams are running man in the playoffs against the Nets. No one's running man on the Nets. You're you're put you're running a zone you're running a zone defense. I I'd say if the if the Nets run a five out, that'd be really interesting. Um, I don't I don't know how their play style is, but um, even if you do run a zone defense, uh, yeah, you're not running a five out. So okay. The spacing is weird with the Nets, but the Lakers. I, see, I'd have to think about it more. But you're put you're putting AD at in like the. Is there there's a defense of three seconds right in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Should okay. be, yeah. Because there, there's not in my league, so because like I could just stand in the paint, um, and block shots and stuff. But AD, you're running him like going across the two lanes, like uh, across the uh the paint. Um, I think you have LeBron. You do have LeBron at the top. You'd have uh, Schroeder or Contavious Caldwell. Well, yeah, you'd have Schroeder at, at the top. You'd have Contavious Caldwell Pope on like a wing area or like the close to the like between the wing and the corner area. You, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd have him there. Free throw line extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Harold. You'd have Harold and AD on each of the blocks. Actually, have LeBron and uh, Schroeder up. Have Schroeder be at the top. LeBron go to whoever Irving passes to if he passes the ball. Um. So. That defense would be really good, but I don't know how they run their defense. So, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't. If, if we're looking at matchup standpoint, if we're, if if the Nets are running a man on defense, which they're not, because AD is gonna feast on them and like drop like forty if they run uh, a man defense and don't trap. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting, but matchup. I don't think there's, I don't think any team is running a man defense on the. Uh, on, I think on the a fully only a fully team... five a fully five player man defense. You could have like two guys on on a man, but you're not running a man defense. I think the, the only team I'm not tr- I don't think this is this should be biased at all. The only two teams I see having the personnel to do it are the Clippers and the Sixers. Because what, run a man defense on the Nets to okay. well to run a man or or to at least have somebody to match up on all three of the top guys, right? right? The the Sixers, they both teams have two all defensive caliber players. Matisse yep. Stiebel and Ben Simmons for one, and you have Paul George and Kawhi for another team. I think Cole, I think Kyrie's cooking Thibel. Well, I think Simmons will be on Harden, but Simmons, Kyrie can Simmons on Durant, Thibel on Harden. Oh, okay, and okay, then okay. the issue is Kyrie Irving. But they have they have Danny Green who can do something, but I nah, think they're bro. gonna have to no. switch something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to run like something on Kyrie. I don't think I don't think the, the Sixers Clippers have... and the Sixers have the best chance at slowing down the Nets' big three. I think the Lakers do if Anthony Davis shows up on defense. You think Anthony Davis and Le- you think LeBron's gonna be able to do both? I I don't. I think he should be able to do like a good. He'll amount be a of cast stuff. off. He'll be a cast off. He'll he'll be like a help defender type guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like to run like a fully just sit sitting. But that's what Giannis was. Defense. But that's what Giannis was. Remember, Giannis won Defensive Player of the Year. But Giannis didn't have defender. to go. But like I'm talking about play. I don't care about regular season DPOY. Right. Like okay. My question is, how many teams really have the ability to slow down at least two out of the three? To I mean, like really think- put a three two good two great defenders. What two teams have? Does any team have three outstanding defenders that can guard? No, well, three outstanding wing guard defenders. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, 
I see the Lakers as being I, I this I, I, this might be a hot take. I see the Lakers as the best team to be able, not even to lock down all three players, to run a defense that can stop the Nets from doing what they do. It's not fully stop because you know someone's gonna be cooking on the Nets Why? offense. Why do you, do you think mean? the Lakers, as opposed to maybe the the Clippers, who have so, two okay, okay. better defenders? Yeah, yeah. If you look at it on paper, yes, the Clippers have two great defenders. But if you look at the times that the Nets and the Clippers have matched up, especially this season, right? You look mm-hmm. at how the Nets beat the Clippers without Durant. You look at how the Nets beat the Clippers with Durant. I mean, they were both close games. But for the Clippers, I mean, they have st- two great defenders. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do in the net? The Nets, they can play great defense at times. You have Harden, who's a really solid perimeter defender. Kyrie is a liability. You have Durant, who's a really solid defender. Claxton mm-hmm. um, can potentially be a good defender. Joe Harris, I don't know what he'll do, but I think he could be okay. Um, the Nets on defense are nice also. Well, they're not nice, but, you know, they're not as bad as they were um, when they first got Harden. But... I don't I think, th- I think if the if the Nets make the finals, there's no way they lose. I mean, there's a way. There's a way. They're they're losing. I think they I think they can lose to the Lakers. If I'm if, not picking them to lose. I, I am I, not I, picking I, them to lose I, if, they, I, if they make the finals. Honestly, I would I would I'd pick I'd pick the Lakers. It depends on if somebody balls out in the play. If some team like goes like just a, a 2020 2020 heat, um but I don't really see it. Like no, no, I think I I see the Nets and the Lakers. I see the Nets and the Lakers. I see the Lakers winning in either six or seven. Okay, I uh, do. The only team- I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at not not only the matchup personnel but the defensive personnel. So I'm, I'm going to look more on how the Lakers run their defense and how the Nets set up their offense. And I'll and I'll get back to you next week. Um, All right. On that. So but- so this thing leads right into one of the main topics that I want to talk about in this episode, and that is: is there parity in the NBA? Um, for those who might not know what that means, um, parity means is there a chance for it to, for something out of the ordinary to happen, for something odd to happen? Um, because we've seen the Nets make all these buyout moves with the signing of Blake Griffin and the signing of Lamarcus Aldridge and the signing of what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, I'm blanking. They signed someone else, right? No, I don't. No, 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 no. Um, the Lakers signed Drummond. Yeah. With with those with those signings for the Nets, and um, so I'm just going to talk about the Eastern Conference for now, and then we'll get we'll move over to the Western Conference. But like, okay. is there? I don't know if there's a chance that the Nets don't make it out the East. That's not what I want to happen. Same. I I, I think we said no. We I don't think I don't there's think a chance that they don't make it out the East. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I think the Nets will make the finals, but it's more like we we just I say Lakers Nets, but we got to see how I think LeBron, he's going to turn it up and he's going to uh they're going to lose a game in the second round. That's what I'm guessing. They're going to lose a game in the second round. LeBron's going to coast through the first round. It's going to be AD that's going to be scoring if he's back, which he I think he will be. The second round they're going to lose a game to someone and then they're gonna turn it on and well first everyone's gonna overreact to that game and then and then lebron will turn it on conference finals they'll lose like they'll lose two games to the team to probably the clippers if they match up um but we're, we'll we'll see I, I think i think the lakers um i think the lakers they're gonna they're gonna struggle in like 
three games in the playoffs. And I think there's more parity in the West to go back to what you're saying. Yes, yes. Like the I East, think- the, yeah. Well, I mean, but the East is really the East looks really good. If we're looking, it's it's really top heavy. But- I think the six, like it's there's three teams, and then there's really the rest. For, from right. how far the season has played out in the Eastern Conference, there's three teams and the rest. It's the yep. it's the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the 76ers, and the Nets. Yep. The Bucks have guys. They have Drew Holiday. They have Chris Middleton. They got rid of Torrey Craig, which probably uh, it wasn't smart. They moved him to the. They got PJ Tucker. Um, they moved. But look Torrey at the Craig defense, the though. It, I mean, uh, no, but no, I can't look. No, the Bucks are going to struggle in defense with Boone and Holzer. Yeah, they need to fire and him first. because no. the issue is with the Bucks, which is why I haven't brought them up, is that um, Budenholzer's style of coaching is it's that he, he can't adapt. Yeah, he that can't is win. the biggest yeah. knock. He cannot. He's not. He's not been able to adapt to difficult situations, and those difficult situations are gonna be when one of their guys starts cooking. Or are you gonna, one of the other team's guys? One of the Nets guys starts cooking. Yeah. Or okay. if they're playing the Sixers, if Embiid or Tobias Harris or Danny Green out of the blue starts cooking, right? right. Um how how are you gonna how, are you gonna adjust? Is Budenholzer gonna adjust? And that's no. a question that you can ask for Doc Rivers. Because in last season, they kind of struggled to adjust against the Nuggets. Right. Um he was like, I have great guys. He it seemed like he was like, I have great guys out there, and he did. Um, it was an ISO mentality. Like, but it, the, but it just wasn't the working. Yeah, the, these guys could beat the Nuggets. Like, right, we're doing an ISO game. If you look at the matchups, as we said, if you look at the matchups, bro, the Clippers have the best player on the floor. The Nuggets have the second. But if you look at how each team played in that series, Jamal Murray wasn't. He Jamal wasn't. Jamal Murray like he was, was the third best player on the court. I mean, yes, yes, well, I, yes, 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 because, because, and he really, he really, um, he stepped outperformed, up. yeah, he stepped up in, in game seven, but the, uh, but the first round was where he was, he was really doing his magic. The second round, he kind of cooled down until game but seven. But he was still really good. I mean, yeah, but, um, yeah, the, the Clippers had Kawhi, they had Paul George, and so if you look at it like that, yeah, they can easily beat, not easily, but they can beat the Nuggets, and I said, I remember I said this. I said the Clippers were going to sweep the Nuggets in the second round. I don't know if that yeah. was – I think that was a terrible take. But, I mean, uh, to see we, how it turned out. We make a lot of takes, and some of them end out end up being gems. Some of them others. end up being horrible. Yeah, others end up I said terrible. trade Julius Randle. I remember that. around Toppin. I remember that, yep. That's and a bad take. We uh, And we both thought that Toppin would win, like, rookie of the year or something. Yeah, that, that was a bad take. But what I'm saying is – I think, going back to the parity conversation, I think there has to be more parity in the West because the the Nets, they're a special team. A lot of times you're like, you need the net. I've uh, one thing that is very underrated. I think you need some sort of a true point guard, a true floor general, a true facilitator to win that championship. Mm-hmm. Every championship team has had it in the past. In the past. I'll get, go back five years. The Warriors, they had Draymond Green. Oh. The, the the Cavs, they had LeBron James. The oh. Raptors, they had, uh, what's his name? They, Kyle Lowry. But he, was he really that facilitator? Kyle, yes, facilitator? He was. yes, he okay, was. Okay, okay. He, was, he was that true point. I don't want to say true point guard because it's been Draymond Green. It's been LeBron. But 
if you if you know what I mean, like you have to have that guy who's able to facilitate. I think that was the biggest weakness for the Clippers. They right. need that guy who's going to be able to facilitate. Um, they got they got someone like that and Rondo at the trade deadline. Clippers, um, yeah. But I want to see how big of a deal that's going to make. I think it's a great move. It's a good pickup for them. For Lou both Williams teams, has, actually. Lou Williams has been bad. Lou Williams did say in Instagram comment section that if he gets traded, he's not playing for them. He's retiring. He went he's to Atlanta. He's Magic City Wings. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see how a lot of these guys play after the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, I think there is less parity in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference, but in the Western Conference, uh, parity there's enough. I think the Lakers are the clear. I think they should be the clear favorites, but I'm not penciling in the Lakers. Like I don't want to do this, but I think it just might be smart to pencil in the Nets. Unless something drastic happens. I don't Unless see, something I don't see drastic the, happens. Even though in the regular season the, the Suns beat the Lakers without Devin Booker and the Lakers had LeBron. Anthony Davis, I'm I'm telling you, he is he's critical to Lakers success. Like we and we know that. I mean, I'm not I'm not obvious, just saying it's right? the Suns. Like the Nuggets right. team, mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon was an outstanding pickup for them. Right. Yep. Gary Harris had been a liability. RJ mm-hmm. Hampton is a good player with great potential. But well, yeah, he, he just, just he has, didn't really fit the yeah. timeline. Right. Um they have they were great and they've been consistently really good when they made the playoffs. Yeah, they, they've uh, been I, consistently I really good. Um, Jokic um, is having his best season. Oh Jamal right. Murray just came off a great playoff run. Aaron a Gordon has playoff been, run. Yeah, right. and that's what they need. They need right. they guys do, to yes. step up in the playoffs. And Aaron Murray, Gordon Murray's is helping had, with their defense. Murray's had I think he's had probably his best season, but you know best regular season. Yeah, I best think regular season. I don't know if he's just going to become a playoff player or what, but what we saw last season, for him to be able to keep it up and like do it, especially when it matters most, in those game sevens, that's impressive. I don't see I don't see him cooking versus AD and LeBron and I, that Jokic and Aaron Gordon combination. Oh, that is lethal. We're gonna I think we're gonna talk about that in like a couple minutes. But, yeah, throwing them lobs. Yeah, um, man, and we can Jokic talk about it right now. As, and well, and as yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so. And as uh, Aaron Gordon said yesterday, I listened to his TNT press conference. Um, he was joking around with D Wade about his number and stuff. Uh, but he's really petty, man. No, yeah. no, it's it, no, no. The reason he gave was actually way different than what you said, right? No, um, that's what he said. Like that's what he. I don't. No, I think he, he said was... that he said he had the most fifty point. He had the most fifty scores, uh, like the most like fifty point scores in the dunk in the dunk contest. Um, in, in, in dunk contest history, and that really meant something to him. That's what he said. That's what, that's he, what he said, said. to D. Wade to his face. That's, but yes, but when, he when he said, I'm wearing number 50, is like, because I should have got a 50. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> you, you, you need to send me that video. If uh, that's true, then... No, that's what he said to D. Wade. No, I, I, that's what he said to um D. Wade when, he, when D. Wade asked him last night. Yeah, I know. He's no, I'm talking about what I said. Like if, oh, okay, if it's okay. true that like because I should have got a 50, I mean, it's he don't let it go. Like let that if that's his fuel because he's been playing great. Um if that's his if that's the fuel of his fire, I can't take it away from you, but it just seems kind of petty. Well, I mean, 
in your eyes. I don't really, I don't really care. It's a, it's a cool, it's it's a weird number at first, but I think it's pretty cool. But uh, anyway, he 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 said that Jokic has like eyes in the back of his head. We know that, but that Jokic, but coming nasty. from coming from a player um, like Aaron Gordon, he said he always always has to keep his uh, his hands uh, ready for the right. ball uh, and. Because you never know when Jokic could find you, um, and yeah, they're they're going to be a scary team. But I I don't see them, I don't see them having nearly as much success as they have had with that combination in the playoffs versus a team like the well they could actually a team like the Lakers, um, maybe. or maybe the Suns because a- Aiden I think they they well the Suns play pretty good defense on uh, Vucevic a couple nights ago. The Suns but, are a great team, man. But um. Or a great uh, team because you're, a center's not shooting. What do you shoot? He shot eight for eighteen versus the Suns two nights ago. Who Jokic? No, uh, Vucevic. That's under. Oh 50%. yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's yeah. under fifty percent. That's a center who so shoots forty-five percent. Yeah, Vucevic shoots fifty-five from the field. Um, and then he shot, and then Vucevic shot eleven for nineteen. That's not too bad, but a center should be making like four, like thirteen of twenty or. 14 of 20, something like that. But, um, yeah, the Suns have a great defense. So, the Suns and the Lakers, um, in, in the Jazz, in the Jazz too, um, could pose as threats to the Nuggets. Because the Nuggets aren't the number one team. Well, right now, I think they're at the top. They're, they're on not, the rise. They're not my number one team right now, but they're still really scary. And they could they could cause some problems um, in the West. Yeah, the two teams I really see uh, giving, I have like three teams, which three maybe no no three teams that I think can really 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 give a Lakers the run for a run for their money are all teams that have a guy who can who they can stick on um what's his name Anthony Davis. I'm not saying you can stop Anthony Davis, but you have a guy that you can just have there, right? Or can counter Anthony Davis with the, with a Jokic, who is the exception. Um, but Rudy Gobert, you have Aiton, two good defenders. One a great defender, mm-hmm. one good defender. A guy you can stick on him. Okay, Charles, Charles, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I like what you're saying. I really like what you're saying. Um, but I think we should, you know, say more of like the, the how the team defense is set up for each of those teams. All right, so the Jazz Gobert- team defense. Because you said standing, yes, yeah. Because you said Gobert was a great team defender, so I'm saying to keep up with your point, he's a great individual. Well, he's a he's a good he's a solid one on one defender. But as a as a team defender, you don't also, get better than Jokic. I mean, don't get better than Gobert. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so like to keep up with your argument, like team right. defense, he's like, a solid I mean, one on one defender. But yeah, we've said we've said like a lot a lot about one on one defense, but you know it. Basketball is a team game, as everyone as everyone has said, like uh, as a lot of people say. And um, the individual matchups are, you know, as I said earlier, it, it's and Gobert just... doesn't re- Gobert doesn't run from matchups. Right, right. It, well, he, he doesn't run from posters. Off. He doesn't run from posters. Sometimes him he and Giannis. Him and Giannis. Yeah, they yeah. they're not they're not scared because they know they can. Well, Giannis knows he can get them back. Um, right. But yeah. I think the Jazz, maybe the Trailblazers, if they get if they get CJ and Nurk back, I don't and they can nah. be solid. They, I you have Damian Lillard. They have CJ back. CJ dropped like thirty five versus. I mean, I mean, if win. they get Nurk back, if they get Nurk back, and Nurk and, is back and and running back up to oh, where okay, he okay, was okay. when okay. they made that Western Conference Finals run, 
because yeah, well, Nurkic hasn't been the same ever since. If he can get somewhere close to that, yeah, because he be got solid. he tore, Remember, he 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 like he had saw that video where he, his legs. He, yeah, yeah, he messed up his um his he broke his foot. I think, bro, his That's, his foot yeah. like like he one of my friends was talking. His, his, yeah, yeah, one of my friends was talking mad mess about him. So I just showed him that video, like because that video. If you it's talk sad. bad about Nurkic. Yeah. If you talk bad about Nurkic, you're gonna instantly regret it if you see that video. I and to see really what he's liked, I really liked Nurkic in that run. Right. It, it it sucks to see him how he's gone out like this. Yeah, but I'm mean, well not out because you know. But I like he's given he, up. He's but. gotten. He's been significantly. Less. He's of been a worse. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been worse, but we we know that. But uh, injuries play a big factor. And, I want to. Going back to sorry, sorry to cut you off, but no, uh, no, you're fine. I'm done. Going back to the trade deadline, um, Vucevic. Okay, yes, I'm ready to talk about Vucevic, Oladipo, yep. and the Powell Trent trade. Okay, okay. So, uh, Vucevic, uh, the three games I've seen him with the Bulls. Well, first he got traded for um, Wendell, Otto what? Porter, and some picks. Yeah, two okay, picks. Okay. The Bulls are in a win now mode. They're in a they're in a make the playoffs mode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very. That's probably the best wording to use. Okay, yes. Um. But in the three games that uh, Vucevic has played, he's averaged around like twenty-two and a half points. Um. He he shot good against the Warriors. Against the Spurs, he shot over fifty percent. I'm. I think that's like fifty-seven, fifty-eight percent. Nine for sixteen. I'm not doing the calculations. Against the Suns, man, he, he dropped thirty four. Uh, he dropped twenty four in thirty four minutes. I'm looking at the stats. Yes, I'm looking at the box score. I'm not going to talk about defense. I'm talking about offense. If we look at Vucevic's offensive game, um, March thirty first, that's like a couple nights ago, he shot eight for eighteen. I I said that a couple minutes ago. You need if you have a you have you have someone like Zach Levine, right? Defenses will defenses will focus more on him than Vucevic. I think they'll still focus on Vucevic, but. The Bulls' best player is Zach Levine, in my right. opinion. There, he, Vucevic, Vucevic should not... I hope this is just an off night. He should not be shooting 8 for 25 versus the Nuggets. I'm, oh, that happened with the Magic, but still. You should not be shooting 8 for 25 versus the Nuggets. You shouldn't be taking 8 threes a game. You should you should be shooting at least 50% each game. But these are stats with the Nuggets, as you... I mean, with the, with the Magic, as you but, said. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, oh, no, no, he the had nobody... Won. The Suns... Had... The oh right yeah the yeah the day. Suns one yeah the the one a couple days ago but I mean the Nuggets I'll give him a pass um and I the think Nets, like and the Nets I'll give him a pass also his season stats are inflated and deflated at the same time his field goal percentage definitely should be higher um but he also who is he giving the ball to his team was injured he's giving the ball to Terrence Ross right let, let's let's scratch that out just uh, <laughs> let's scratch and in Aaron Gordon but but he was injured like for like six well, eight yeah. weeks this season yeah but yeah okay let's 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 forget about the magic you should not you should be shooting as a center as a top five six NBA center a, uh, a top five especially because he works inside yes you should not be missing 10 shots 10 well he he missed two threes but you know he should not be shooting 50 percent. yes a solid 50 percent. you can work on that outside game he is a bit of a stretch big but you should not be missing i don't care how bad it's contested well i i do for some of them probably like three or four were contested pretty well 
some some shots some like you shoot at least one bad shot a game if you're taking 20 20 shots a game or 18 15 16 17 18 shots a game you're gonna take at least one or two bad shots right right um but you need to be able to be good at your game right Mm -hmm. so that shooting eight threes even if you're with the magic right shooting Mm -hmm. 13 threes even if he made six that's good okay let that that's good actually Shooting eight threes is not I- ideal for your center to do, even if he's a stretch big, unless he's Carl Anthony Towns. Or unless he's just working that day. Yeah, like, like you should not be, you should, that's just, it, it's just like, man, you gotta, you gotta work inside. Um, You shouldn't be shooting 0 for 4 from 3 if you're, if you miss one or two threes. If you have an open look, shoot it, but you know, his, <laughs> cut that out, cut that out. His thing is, um, working inside uh in the paint and he should be making you know his shots in the paint so yeah yeah um he's his percentages uh definitely have room to grow but i think the bulls who just are looking to make the playoffs and just be somewhat competitive i think that's a great move for them and they have a good future vucevic is probably like 30 levine is like 26 um and Vucevic hasn't really aged. Uh, like his, yeah, he yeah. doesn't really rely on athleticism um to get by. Like he, he's a very skillful player. Right. Um so I think that duo can really be be a force to be reckoned with as just a solid a good solid team in the Eastern Conference, but I don't think that's something that's going to get them over the hump unless yeah, one no. of them takes a giant giant step. Right. You you need like uh, yeah, the Bulls, it's just not – I mean, they'll make the playoffs probably, um, or at least make that playing game. But it's, you know, we're not looking at championship type thing. We're not looking at – you could, you could for, like, push a team to the brink in the Eastern Conference. You could win two games in a series, but I don't see them getting it out, getting out the first round this year. Um, Zach Levine still, he's having a great season, probably the best season of his career, and he's, he's game-changing. And I it think depends Bulls on who fans, they match up with. Like honestly, like, okay, okay. So if they match up with the Nets, I don't. Well, they might get swept. They have no defense. <laughs> um, yes, yes. But, they're, they're 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 probably they're getting swept or the yeah they're getting swept. They yeah. might win a game. They they have the ability to take a game or two from from the top teams in the conference. Yeah. So, but it, it's a great move for them achieving their goal. They're not setting lofty goals from themselves, but they're setting achievable goals and they're making moves to achieve those goals. Which, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which is great for a team. We see the uh, the Nuggets also signed McGee, JaVale McGee. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good move. They they need like backup center help, uh, mm-hmm. so that that's a pretty smart move. I don't really have much to say for that one. Um, yeah, it just gives him a body. But this Powell Trent trade, uh, it was interesting because Norman uh, Powell, there yeah. was like twenty different places he could have gone. Yeah. Um, and he went to the trailblazers which is what i was not expecting um the trailblazers are a team who have two outstanding scoring guards they added another scoring guard wing type player but now they have three scoring their one through three is scoring what they they got rid of one of their best perimeter defenders if not their best perimeter defender in gary trent um so i don't know 
how much that accomplished. I messed with this move, though. I messed with this move. For, for what both team? Teams. Well, I, I messed with it for the Blazers. I, well, actually, I don't. Uh, is is Gary Trent on a one year contract this year? I can check. Go ahead. Keep talking, though. Also, okay, okay. Um, also, uh, Norman Powell, I don't know if he. Um, I don't know. How, oh, well, I know he put up 13, but I don't know he's really how out, he'd fit. He's, he's been playing outstanding uh, this season. For the Raptors before he came to the Blazers, yeah. Right. Uh, so he has a quote. Oh, yeah. This is the last year of his last year of his. Yeah, that's why. They oh no, him. he has he has a extension next year, like a qualifying offer thing, and then twenty twenty one, or no, 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 no. Next season he hits restricted free agency. Who Trent or Powell? Uh, Gary Trent. Okay. Um. But I know Powell's deal is expiring after this season. So they're both on expire. Let me Norman Powell to see if he has. I don't. I don't. I think he already hit restricted free agency. Yeah. Um. So, I, I think I don't know if this is a rental or not. Um, I don't. But like that that rental. What is it like? What is it going to wh- accomplish? Yeah. I, I think we. Co- I think we should come back to this. Deal he's at the a. End of the he's a. He has a player option next season, but it is only for eleven million dollars. You can get a lot more money than that. Hey, I say come back. I, I say come back to this trade at by the end of, at like the end of the season. Yeah, I, I don't know right. how to rate this, and I, I need to. See I think more. we should come back to it at the end of next year's free agency. Yeah, or this year's free agency. Yeah. Um. Now another guy who got traded. Man, first hold up. Okay, so Oladipo, Victor Oladipo, got traded to the uh to the Heat. But the Rockets, Ugh. the Rockets, the Rockets were, lost the Harden move. Let me let me explain this. All right, so the Rockets first, first they could have they could have traded theoretically they could have traded for Ben Simmons, right? And Matisse Stiebel. And they but they were picky, so they wanted Tyrese Maxey. No, they, they also said um, that they the reason that they didn't do it, even though they got a better offer than what the Nets were offering. Is because they didn't want to give him to Daryl. To Daryl Morey, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So they're being stubborn. When you could have got Ben Simmons, come on now. <laughs> then okay, that okay, made me so sad and so happy at the same time. You mess okay, yeah. You mess up there, right? Then mm-hmm. you go, you trade with the Nets. Now you could have got Karis LeVert. You could have got Jared Allen. You could have got um, uh, Torian Prince. Doesn't really matter. You could have got those two: Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. Instead, I mean, that already sounds terrible compared to Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel. And picks. And picks, yes. So, could have gotten that. You trade Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince to the Cavs for basically nothing. You trade Karis LeVert, and, and we didn't Pacers. know about his... We didn't, we're looking before Karis LeVert got that, in, uh, got that kidney thing, so he could have been out as well. You trade him for Victor Oladipo, okay? Now, here's the problem. Which is Victor basically Oladipo, Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk at this point. Right, right. Well, I mean, with how the Rockets uh, traded Victor Oladipo. Oladipo is shooting. He was he was averaging, like, a good... I, I think he was averaging close to 20 points a game. No, he was, was averaging like, 20 with the Pacers on 40% shooting. 30% yeah, from three. That is, that is terrible. That's not good. And he was really limited in the Pacers, so... I was glad that they got Karis LeVert. So, no. All right. You already messed up there, right? 
Then, Oladipo was trash for the Rockets. So, they lost yes. 20 games in a row. Yes, and he was in and out of the lineup too. But but um, still. But yeah, they still lost 20 games. can't win a game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, um, they trade Oladipo, right? They trade Oladipo for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and something else. I think a second round pick. I'm not I'm Probably not, actually. I don't even know if there was <clears> a pick involved. <clears throat> um... So that is terrible, right? And the the Rockets are probably the biggest losers of this entire trade, free agency, Harden situation. That they're the biggest losers of that Harden trade, definitely. They're the biggest losers um, of the season. They, they're just yes. They, and they there's a possibility that they don't even get their pick. They there's don't a possibility their, their pick because really? if it's outside of if it's it's a top four protected pick. So if not, it goes to the Thunder. Dang. So if they if they're the the worst team and they somehow fall to five and um then they're literally screwed. Wait wait wait, Charles. So how does that work? So if you have you have the pinballs machine thingies at the NBA, if you're the worst lottery. team, you can fall to five. Mm-hmm. Wait wait wait, no. So yeah, you can yes, but let's say they have that pick. It's top four protected. Will it say on that thing if they if they get it outside of five? We'll still say Houston Rockets, or we'll yeah, but then say, it's yeah, it will. Then they'll change the the Thunder. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, the Rockets, yeah, we know they took a like L's. They took I want to talk about L's. that though. That I think that is just a plot for your for the GM's job security. Because the yeah, because I think that guy is trying to uh, set himself up. Because what he did was those picks convey in. 2028 right i think the last pick is like 2028 or 2027 right he basically has a job until 2028 2027 right because if he makes a great pick in 2026 or his 2024 pick turns out to be a superstar are you gonna fire him no well i mean well remember even if he even if he picks three bust then picks a super, or if he picks a bust, then a superstar, then like three busts, and like a, a all star player. Do you fire him or do you keep him? He I had, don't know because they're they're gonna get tricked. Because remember what happened with the Sixers with uh, Sam Hinkie. He he the two picks that he had, he got forced uh, out gimmies. of the league. He, he, no, Sam Hinkie had gimme gimme. He got gimme picks. Right, number one pick in that 2016 draft. Ben Simmons. Clearly, Ben Simmons. You're not taking anyone else. Joel and B dropped down to him. That's right. an easy pick to make. All the other picks where he had to actually try, Jalil Okafor alongside Joel Embiid, Nerlens Noel alongside Joel Embiid, bro. Nerlens Noel was supposed to be something else. He just didn't pick I, out. I remember, and I remember I was in Philly once. It was like I was. Once. I loved Jalil Okafor in college too. Oh yeah, I, I think I do remember you you talking oh, about him. He was but, he was nice. But I, I remember uh, my cousin had like a a, a Nerlens Noel poster. Oh. <laughs> um, and he, but he's he's like from like that Philly area. I think yeah yeah. So um, I was at like a, a summer camp, and I actually met Julia Serving there. But um, nice. Uh yeah, it was it was um it was interesting how if you see someone today with a Nerlens Noel poster, you're going to think you're, you're a weirdo. <laughs> you're getting roasted. And I remember I, I told him, I was like, Nerlens Noel is not good, man. I'm telling you. And I was like, nine. I was like eight at the time. I was like, Nerlens Noel is not good. He was like, nah, he's going to be really good. I love mm-hmm. Nerlens Noel. 
okay. Where is, where is he now? Man, bro. Where is he now? Like, no, yeah. there's the well. Where is he? He now? was great at, at Kentucky, which is sad to see him fall off. But I think it was more injuries. Like he's he was really injury prone. I remember he was with yeah. the Thunder. He was with the Thunder, a 77 overall in 2K. I remember. And I was like, okay, he's gonna be he he's gonna turn it around, barring injury. I think he got I think he got cut 50 games into the year. I I think so. If not, he just struggled through injuries. So yeah, yeah, it's sad for him. But um, all that is to say, the Rockets, yeah, their general manager. We'll see. We'll see. There there probably will be a couple of gimme picks that turn into, uh, gimme players that turn into decent uh NBA players. That's what I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, now the next player. Is oh you I know just J- talk about uh the title. Uh yeah, well here let me let me here we can just skim through these the rest of these guys. It's like three more guys. Evan Fournier got traded. Oh, I really wanted to talk about this. Wait, do you want to do you want to talk about this in the next episode? We can talk about but, what um the Celtics just in general. Yeah, yeah, let's do that next episode. But Fournier Fournier got traded to the Celtics for they, nothing. The Celtics got rid of Daniel Tice. Um, that was dumb. What are you doing? We and I, I wanted to talk so bad about this today, but we're we're gonna have to push it back. But um yeah, Fournier got traded, dropped uh a nice zero points in his debut, had six points the next game. I uh, don't try to so. their debuts, uh I don't think anybody got to practice before. Still, you gotta get a you gotta get a bucket, bro. You have to oh, get not, one I'm not, bucket. I'm not excusing him, but like Vucevic and the Bulls played horrible that game, and but that's excusable. They but didn't practice. Vucevic dropped 21. I don't care how many shots you I take. Mean, I mean, the Bulls played bad. The Bulls played bad. Oh, they well, lost yeah. by 30 to the Spurs without DeRozan. Yeah, um, that Oladipo also Victor Oladipo. He struggled in his debut. He was a bit passive, but you know I think he'll mold into a pretty solid player for the Heat. Rondo, uh, we talked about him and Lowry, Kyle Lowry, and Lonzo Ball did not get traded. I'm glad Lonzo Ball didn't get traded because if he did, that would have been um, a problem. The Pelicans, bro, if you traded Ball, Ball, Ball has been balling. He's been putting up 15 Ball's points. Ball's been a better three point shooter than like on forty percent. On forty percent three uh, three point from he's, outside. He's made more threes um, than Luka Doncic is. He's been a yeah yeah. He's been a very good. A passer as always, but he's putting up 15 a game, and he's all NBA. De- he's an all NBA defender type. Well, he's an all NBA. What am I saying? He he's he's Ooh. he's his capability. Oh he right, yeah. has a high capability of being an all NBA uh, defender. Um, so yeah, he he's really good. I I messed with Lonzo, and I think if he goes to like a team that isn't that good, like I, I don't think he will, but. I mean, if he does, like, he could put up twenty and like eight. I think I think that's possible for him. But um, but yeah, let's move on to the uh, what we the really want to talk about of here. this video. Yeah. All right. All right. So I've been seeing this question come up a lot in the past uh, couple of is it days? Um. Uh. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. I think so. How much does a championship really mean to a player's legacy because uh-huh. I, i'll give an example of uh, i'll give a few different examples so uh damian lillard one of the most loyal players in in the nba right now mm-hmm. is most likely not going to get a championship as the number one guy 
were uh, at a championship yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, which is sad to say. Um, but a guy like, hmm, let's give an example. Uh, a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin going to the Nets to get a ring. How much does that add to their legacy to be over Damian Lillard? It doesn't add to their legacy, because in my opinion. I think, I agree with you. I think winning a championship when contributing a lot, like if you take a, t- like if Damian Lillard could take a Trailblazers in the next three years to a championship, that adds to his legacy as opposed to him being 45 years old and um, ring chasing. Right. Like if, if Vince Carter came out of retirement to get a championship with the Nets. I think that was an April Fool's joke that I saw, but um, <laughs> if that were to happen, like that does not add anything to Vince Carter's legacy. Because right. if you really look into it on surface level, it might, but if you really look into it, you're going to be like, he's 45 years old and he's winning a championship. What did he contribute? Yeah. And you know, remember Tracy McGrady, like what's one his of the name? greatest scorers of all right. time. Didn't he make it past has the first a, round. Exactly. And then he, the one time he did, he it was in 2013 when he was already washed, and he was with the Spurs, Spurs and played, yeah. and, and played, like, no minutes. He was like a reserve. They got to the finals, and then they lost to the Heat in seven games. Even if he won that championship, no that, one will remember that. I, or yeah. Few people will, like, if you bring up you Tracy McGrady. You see it on his basketball reference page. But, and then you'd be surprised, like, bro, what team, what team But I tell my grandchildren... He was a scrub. Like, what? if 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 I if somebody's like, how good was Tracy McGrady? And I'm like this shriveled up old man, right? Yeah. I'm not telling him. Oh yeah, he, I'm telling him he was a great player, yep. great scorer. Um, but his one flaw was that he never was able to win. And that was because of a lot of different reasons. The, one, it was for a lot of factors, but he yeah. he never ended up winning the championship. Yeah, and, and, but, and well, and he never got out the first round. Yeah. Just, he never got out the first man. round when he was the impact guy. Man, him and Yao Ming, bro. If they got out the first round, they got they got him on the him on the Magic. Yeah, if him on the Magic, if they got past the first round, that wouldn't really add much to his case. Is of he being, a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He no, like, is he in? Yes. He. It's been seven. Yes. Okay. See. Here, keep going. Keep talking. Um. Yeah, but like Damian Lillard. I'm, he's a he's a great individual player, um, but guys like the Nets, uh, where teams like the Nets, where Lamarcus Aldridge and like uh, Blake Griffin are signing there, yeah. How much does that add to their resume? If they start going off, you do your thing. But if All you're right. just if if you're just there. Like if if you're just there for the championship, I don't know if that adds much. Yeah, I, I I don't either. Um, and we're not gonna remember Blake Griffin necessarily for being on the Nets for a year. Um, yeah. Charles, your, your mic is you know, uh, fix your uh, your mic is you know making noise. But um, oh, my fault. no, no, you got you good. But uh, yeah, we're not remember we're not gonna think of Lamarcus Aldridge if he wins the championship year as a one time champion or if he wins another one a two time NBA championship. A champion. We're gonna think of his days in Portland. Uh, we're gonna days think in early San Antonio. Yeah, early early San Antonio, seven time All Star, stuff like that. 
you know, we're not going to remember him as an NBA champion. Um, and Tracy McGrady made the Hall of Fame in 2018. So, okay. uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, a championship, it depends on – it depends, right? So, if LeBron, if he didn't have a championship, he would be, like – he would be probably the fourth or f- – fourth, fifth, or sixth, maybe even seventh. He'd be, he'd be lower than Kobe, I think. I have Kobe, like, at sixth or fifth. Okay. Right? Um, well, that's why rankings yeah. are weird. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. Um, yeah. I have LeBron. I'd have LeBron, like, lower if he, if he didn't win a single yeah. championship. But you have a guy like Jerry West, right? Jerry West won one NBA champion, championship. You have was a guy like, like Elgin, Elgin. Yeah, he was zero for Elgin Baylor. or something. Elgin Baylor was over eight in the yeah. in the in the finals. Um, he lost to the he lost to the Celtics seven of those eight times. Lost to the Knicks the the uh, one time, but I think he he basically carried a team to the finals. Um, R.I.P. Elgin Baylor, by the way. But he was still look a at Jerry, great guy. Still yeah, you a look, great player. And you also look at Jerry West. We're still not a thinking queen. about one of the greatest players of all time. We're not thinking about him being um him not only having one championship him never being able to beat the Celtics we'll think about you know his great him. individual play yes and so I, I don't know if it was different back then till today but if LeBron if LeBron went one for eight in the finals he's been in 10 NBA finals let's say he went one for nine well what is he right now removed. four for six he's Three. he's four for ten hopefully five for 11 after oh four for 10 right so he's four and six in the finals okay yes if he was one and eight in the finals he's getting moved back at least a spot kareem's going ahead of him at least right yeah well maybe uh kareem he's a little overrated but that's i got i got what you mean right yeah Yeah. it, it depends remember uh you well you look at someone like russell westbrook we're not the first thing you think of is triple doubles, but the second thing you think of is you know how great of a player he is. I mean, you know he's he, he he's gave put up great performances every night. Exactly, he's an energy. He's a high energy pe- player, and we say that about a lot of players. That man is energized every single game that he plays in. Uh, right. It doesn't matter if he comes off of injury; he still has energy. He's still yelling and screaming. Um, and he, Some people he's, it, but you have to appreciate it. He's, he's a performance type of player. It's not, he's not a championship. Doesn't mean much to his legacy. In my opinion, it doesn't mean as much to him as a player and a person. Um, then, you know, other stuff in his life or, you know, being a great teammate or, uh, being a great person or, you know, being a great basketball player. So it doesn't, I don't think it means as much with Westbrook. I, he got to the finals once. It was early in his career. Um, him, Durant, and Harden. But, you know, he's not getting there again unless he ring chases. But I think I want I, – one thing I – one last thing I want to say. Um, we might change the title of this, like, is there a period in the NBA. But yeah. um, player – it means more to a fan to see your favorite player get a championship. And it probably means – it probably feels so good as a player. To be like, I finally did it. Right. All this wasn't for nothing. I finally got a championship. But it shouldn't make you, because you got a championship when you were 36 years old and you went to the best team in the league, um, that shouldn't make you much of a better player than another one. That shouldn't make you a better winner than anyone else. 
Um, and that's really yeah. that's all I that's all I really have to say. It's, yeah, it agree. feels so good as a fan and as a player to finally say he did that or I did that. Yeah, but yeah, it mm-hmm. shouldn't make you a better player if you just win later in your years. Like yeah. I, a guy, like I would love to see Derrick Rose win a championship. I would love to see Russell Westbrook win a championship. I would love to see Chris Paul get a championship. And Chris Paul is kind of different though. He's old, but he still has a chance to be imp- impact, very impactful on a championship team. Yeah, I agree. And so like uh, older guys, dang. they're like at the end of their, sorry, uh, no, no, older no, guys at the end of their peak, it's going to, it's going to feel really good when they finally get that. Yeah. For them. But it doesn't mean that it changes, you know, their legacy. Like I you look agree. at Dwight Howard. I don't, well, I mean now most NBA fans think of him as the, the guy who uh, was a high impact player in the Lakers in his later years. I think of him as being a free-time defensive player of the year, back-to-back-to-back, beating Mm -hmm. LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals, carrying the Magic to NBA Championship. Um, That that Magic team was something else also. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, that's what I think of. So I don't don't think of him winning a championship with the Lakers. That might be one of the things that comes up, but I like looking at – I like championships, right? If you're a top-five NBA player, you have to have – um, at least, probably, well, top. If you look at top NBA players, the only player who you can say um, does is in the top five, but doesn't have like more than three championships is Wilt Chamberlain. That's like the, right. that's probably the only guy, or or David Robinson, but he's like top ten, top twelve, top fourteen, something like that. Um, most players at the top have championships, but if you look at like top thirty. You can sneak some guys in there like Kawhi. But they were impactful champions. Something. Exactly. Exactly. The so, top ten guys were impactful champions. Right. And then and then also guys like Isaiah Thomas, like the original Isaiah Thomas, who have who has two championships. Even though it was in his later years, he was still well, it, yeah, I mean if you look at his career, he was he retired because of a freak injury, like in I think ninety three, but uh, if you look at Isaiah Thomas, he was the best player on his team, on that championship team. Um, but, you know, you look at someone like LaMarcus Aldridge, Andre Drummond, potentially, Blake Griffin, potentially. If they win a championship this year, it's not going to, you know, mean as much than with, you know, with someone like a Kawhi Leonard or um, Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, yeah, that's oh, that's. Are you speaking done? of well, speaking of Isaiah Thomas, the 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 Short one that's King playing right stand now. Stand up, let's go. He has signed a ten day contract with the Pelicans. He yeah, he needed to be on the team. I think he can help a team out. Um, I want to see. I know him you wanted him championship. I know you wanted him on the Sixers though. I know you wanted I, him on the. Sixers. I do. I want him in a winning situation. Okay. Like he's a guy I want to see get a championship because of how is does he have one. No. no, 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 no. Uh, he was on the Cavs for a little bit, so I, I'm. But that was off the timeline. That he's a guy. 18. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy who I feel like his injuries did him over so dirty. Yeah, they, he they was did. a top five MVP guy. I he remember tri- that. Yeah, he tries to stick it out in the playoffs to help his team win. Yep. Um, and he just messes himself up and gave to out. the point beyond repair. And he hasn't been the same ever since. Right. And it's just sad. And, man, 
uh, from a basketball decision. He's one of the it was, Celtics players that like I actually really like. From a basketball perspective, it's like you you wanted him. If if he got traded from the Celtics, the Celtics kind of you know finessed the Cavs. But man, if that Paul George trade went through with the Cavs and the Pacers, we could be talking about a completely different NBA. You know, uh, yeah. but you know. Another like Paul topic George's legacy day. is gonna tarnish, be but not as good yeah. if if he if he doesn't get a championship. And and if he Clippers. doesn't, if he didn't get traded to the Cavs, if he got traded to the Cavs, his his resume would be you know better because he, I think right. he, he could you know help that team win a championship. Him and LeBron, man, bro, you have a All NBA type defender Paul George back in the day. Not now, he's still really good now, but. Back PG in the day, PG twenty four was a beast, and even even PG thirteen on the Cavs would be great. Like, right, man, that can trades just really alter NBA careers, and it's sad that it happened to Isaiah Thomas. But I'm glad that he got a chance with the Pelicans. I hope he does something in that ten day ten day contract. And yeah, you know, another player right that I've been seeing who's been really impactful before LeBron got injured. What before LeBron got injured was Damian Jones. He, you know, number thirty on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I know who yeah, Damian Jones is. When yeah. he when he signed a ten day contract with the Lakers, I was like, who is this? He started in like in two games. Well, two games that I watched. He started versus the Warriors and I think it was the Suns. But he he was really good. He just caught lobs. He played good defense. That's like he has a championship, I believe, with the Warriors. Oh, I didn't I didn't even know who who he because that's was. where he started his career with. Oh, I didn't really know too much about him, but he seems yeah. like. He seems like a um, a high impact player could come off the bench and help the Lakers if he's still on the team. I'm not sure, but I just remember him seeing him with LeBron catching lobs and you know playing good. But I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, so this was a very long episode. I hope this makes up for the lack of episodes in the past month. Um, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace out.